It's good, dude. That's what good bourbon tastes like. <clears throat> That's what good Seagram's tastes like, Dan? Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. I contributed whiskey to today's proceedings. Yes. Not that I not that I was saying that you weren't contributing. I was morally saying I want to try your flaves. Yeah. I just want to try your flaves. Well, that's one of my go-to flaves. Now that I'm trying them, man, are they good. Um, Shout out to uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Shout out to 100 episodes of the Movie Blues podcast. One A B. 100. Did you think we would ever hit 100 episodes? No. Me neither. It I mean, like once we got to like 50, I was like, probably. But before that, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like last week, I was like, no. And there's been so many beautiful things along the way that we're going to celebrate today in a multitude of stressful ways. Um, I have some games planned. Dan has some bits planned, which, as we know from last time, might not go well for me. This is going to be a beefy episode, y'all. It's it's We're going back to season one, when episodes were long, girthy, and full of content. And had no music. I'm just kidding. We'll see about that. Um, what do you think, Dan? Best podcast ever or worst podcast ever? I think you overdo it with the fucking samples. Wow. Like, you know that. Rude. As soon as you pitched that fucking contraption to me, I was like, dude, I know you. So we're doing we're, we're doing upfront, just hurting each other. It, it, did I just say anything that I haven't said <laughs> a million times? I won't play a sample right now, then. Okay, Dan? Go ahead. Just, just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Why are you gay? It's, I mean, we're there. Don't worry. I don't have anything else planned this episode. <laughs> anyway, Dan, to celebrate See, our 100th... that's hundredth, the shit I like. To celebrate our 100th episode on Clerks, yeah. uh, would you please carefully stand up... <laughs> Come around to my side of the podcasting unit with your headphones. Okay. For another special, special message. Oh, yes. Dude. <laughs> Dan's hype already. Dan and Dan. What's up? It's me, <laughs> Trevor Furman. Um, play Elias on the Clerks movies. God. Congratulations on your 100th episode. That's pretty awesome. Um, I'll definitely be checking it out. Uh, oh God! Don't. I'm supposed to try to convince one of the Dans why he's wrong about Lord of the Rings. So, point of order first. I'm not like the hugest Lord of the Rings fan. I like the books a lot. This guy's so tired uh, of hearing that. These are good, yeah. but they're the. <laughs> I, get, I get asked this question kind of a lot, and I'm just. I'm not. Um, when the, when Kevin was casting the role, he he didn't like he didn't like screen me with like Lord of the Rings trivia first. <laughs> All right, but uh, more to the point, why I think you're wrong. Well, you're you're obviously wrong. Like you're being <laughs> a bit deliberately obtuse if you're trying to claim that they're like not good movies. They're sort of, I mean, they're groundbreaking. There was at the time, I, I think it was the most expensive movie uh, project ever made. It was also like the first movie that I, the first time that I'd ever heard of like movies, all of the movies being shot back to back like that. Um. So it was this kind of, just on a, on a production level, it was sort of a high wire act, which you have to appreciate. The man, performances man are really is going in across the board, right? Like, I, I don't think they're, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know that they're, it's the most amazing movie I've ever seen when it comes to performances, but like, Ian McKellen is Gandalf? Like, come on. Come on, dude. Uh, obviously, just, <laughs> you're just lying to yourself and to everybody else if you're not admitting that that's a good performance. Uh 
Kate uh, Blanchett is Galadriel. Like, great. come on, dude. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, really Vigo. Um, yeah, they're. I think they're cringy moments. It's long as fuck, so it can get you know a little boring. But the scale of the battle scenes, like, think of it. Um, I, I think of Peter Jackson in some ways, similarly to how I think of like, uh, uh fuck. Guys, it's it's New Year's a day, and I drank a lot last night, and so I'm like blanking on basic shit. Um, James Cameron, <laughs> where like part part of what he's doing is in his movies is like just advancing technology. So even if the movies are, eh, like whatever, this is a good take. There's still a kind of a reasonable person still has to admit like how impressive the the technological feat is. Yes, but I don't even think it's just technology. Like the um, many of the visuals in Lord of the Rings are amazing, and uh, they still hold up. Uh, I think of the dance pacing, Nazgul. They still look good. Um, oh, bro, Nazgul and uh, ring rates. What else was I going to say? Oh yeah, the the score, the music is really beautiful. It's one of the best That's scores true. I think in cinema history. You got to give it up. For and that. it's really complicated. There's some really interesting stuff that the guy did. Um, with the three themes, the Mordor theme, the Shire theme, and one of the other themes, I forget what it's called, but the way that they weave together so that when the fellowship, the so-called fellowship is apart, like the, the, this music comes apart. And then when they come back together, the music comes back together. There's a lot of really interesting things going on with those movies. So I get it. If you prefer (laughs) Star Wars to the Lord of the Rings, I get it. If you prefer other movies to the Lord of the Rings, but to say that they're bad is just stupid. So, uh, anyway, Happy New Year, and uh, congratulations again on your 100th episode. That's awesome. Keep it up. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> he went in so hard. That was insane. By the way, I, I had not watched that. I I only watched the first 10, 15 seconds, and then saved the rest of that for... Clerks 2 was such a pivotal movie in my life, Dan. Oh, God, man. Holy shit. For the record... After I finally watched Lord of the Rings. Right. I'm pretty sure all I said was, yeah, I just don't like that kind of movie, but it it was impressive. Again, you did not watch Lord of the Rings. I watched the first two of them. And with that, we cue the music. song by me yeah they don't make them like they used to um a hundred episodes dude. <laughs> so fucked up i know immediately my brain goes to like um uh, like how many times you've had to drive here like the math on that and i'm i have the argument in my head over and over again of how bad to feel about it and then like I talk myself down. I'm like, what about the side pieces? What about the remote episodes? What about the fact that we sometimes do two? Try to feel less bad about it. It's not working, though. So thanks for coming here. I wish it were monetized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said that about a lot of my art, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, that was insane, Dan. What was insane? 
Oh yeah, Ten. oh yeah, reaction. Trevor Furman being like, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan, but here's eight solid minutes on why you're an idiot. Dan, you get like 32 characters on these things. And I was like, can you please tell my co-host he's wrong about Lord of the Rings? <laughs> that That is what I said. And my man went digging. I never realized He how... had fully formed takes. I like, never realized how similarly... Uh, and my speaking voices <laughs> and cadence. <laughs> it was nice. His voice sounded nice in my ears. Um, Thank you. I'm going to give a compliment up front to uh, him, and that is that I legitimately think that he is my favorite part of both Clerks 2 and 3. 3 especially. His dedication to the craft in 3 was phenomenal. He's so funny. His looks... Like when they styled him like that all across the movie and in increasingly dramatic fashion. A, I just love that as a gag, but B, it really just added like such a classic, like Charlie Chaplin esque mm -hmm. layer to the entire proceedings that I truly appreciated. Hard um, same, my guy. Big, big proponent of that dude just killing it in Clerks 3. And two. And not exactly being the same exact character in each. Yeah, having that's like, a dude who needs to get more roles. He's hilarious. Yeah, agreed. I could see him fitting in really well with like um, a different universe, <laughs> like the Seth Rogen verse. Yeah, for sure. He's a good, good un unheralded talent. So, thanks to that dude for having a cameo price of fifteen dollars. And you have to understand that, like. <laughs> Clerks 2 is a movie I saw in the theater multiple times at like age 15, which is the important time when everything seems important. Right. I've watched those commentary tracks. That was fucking hilarious. Um, so what should we do first here, Dan? Should we do a quick review of Clerks 2? I mean, and 3? I mean, maybe a little bit of both because I actually rewatched 2. Okay. Uh, with Rachel. Did you rewatch 1? I did not. Okay. No. But like I didn't, I was. It really, really would have served you nicely for Clerks Three. I remembered one. Like okay. I got all the polls. Like when they were filming the Clerks movie, you did not get all the polls. No, no way. No, you're right. And but here's the thing, Kevin Smith did me a huge solid, and at the end of the movie, showed all the scenes from Clerks that he had done in the movie yeah. of him making Clerks. Yeah. Super thankful for that. Um, and um, noted respecter of Kevin Smith, Dan Lyons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a real service on me on this one. Um, let's go back and look at the other um, Kevin Smith movies we've done on the podcast. Obviously, we did Yoga Hosers. Yeah, that first. was tough. And I want to say we gave that our first double zero. Yeah, I mean, it was only the second episode ever, but yes. Um, <laughs> that was not good. Uh, then I think that we was my did... first pick for this for this podcast. What did we do? And this was like your second pick. What did we do next? It was Jersey Girl, right? No, after that we did reboot. Oh, mm. uh-huh. Reboot. Which? What did we give Jay and Simon Bob reboot? I think I enjoyed it. You gave it a six point seven. I gave it a seven point one. I found that that movie was like the sentimental aspects of it. I enjoyed. Yeah, I, I the comedy was I enjoyed solid. it, but it wasn't good. Jay Muse did not quite look like a xenomorph yet. So I appreciated that. Uh, I saw it at the uh, film center with Kevin there doing his thing where right. they act like they're going to take questions, but really it's just stand up. 
as one does. Uh, what did there's we... some fucking neck beards at the goddamn Kevin Smith show, Dan? No shit. <laughs> that was one of them. What did we rate? Um, reboot. Six point seven, and I gave it a seven point one. Okay, yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I watched it again. Solid. Did you? Yeah. Still fu- like funny. It was amusing. It was good. Yeah. It made me nostalgic. The bar was very low after Yoga Hosers. Right. I had a good time. Good time. It's not like Strike Back where I can watch <laughs> it over and over again. Um. Then we did Jersey Girl. We did Jersey Girl versus Gigli. And what did we give Jersey Girl? Uh, you gave it a two. I gave it an eight point five. <laughs> I love Jersey Girl. I think it's a great movie. Okay. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Um, and, and that brings us to, uh, today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's I'm a fan of Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. We, if anybody has never listened to the movie blues podcast before, it's been a very long ride with Kevin Smith and us. I've been a little more reluctant than Dan, but I've have enjoyed some of the things we've watched of his minus yoga hosers. Um, I grew up in central Jersey. Dan is Kevin Smith. Dude. Kevin Smith was an important part of my life. Hey, man, I'm not here to ruin your dreams. I mean, things took a weird turn. They did. Odd. It's very odd when someone who's created characters like Jane Silent Bob starts smoking weed in their late 40s and then starts making bad movies. Very true. But, you know, I'm ride or die. I hear you. Uh, Dan, I went to... (laughs) My dad took me to see Kevin Smith do Q&A. Oh, no, here we go. At the, uh, the, the cards Count, are going at, down. At the Count Basie Theater, we went to Kevin Smith's marathon Q&A because he did it during daylight savings time. So he was able to go till fucking what was really 4 a.m. It was like six and a half hours, dude. My dad was ready to kill himself. And I had the best time ever. I can relate with his pain. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> let's do just like brief reviews. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, should I go first or you want to go first? I don't care. All right. Well, I um, decided that it's been enough talking about Kevin Smith on this podcast for me. You decided that a while ago. I decided that a while ago. We're still doing it. Um, But I've decided to outsource my work. Oh, Um, God. So uh, instead of providing a review for Clerks 3 today, uh, I brought a friend in, um, ladies and gentlemen, friend of the podcast, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> What's the dizzle, my movie blues podcast missiles? Clerks 3 is a film that is ruthlessly amateur, half-baked, and devoid of a shred of discernible talent. This film is the natural failed endpoint of a director whose navel-gazing has become so sickeningly overwrought that he has morphed into the living embodiment of the Ouroboros. Clerks 3 is a run-down retirement home full of horrifically unfunny bits, excruciatingly languid editing, and a big fat fucking blunt's worth of somehow already dated crypto jokes. Kevin Smith has become so far from the grassroots filmmaker who made Clerks that he now operates as a real-time charity company for his own wallet churning out trash product for the pathetic bottom floor expectations of his fan base. Clerks 3, unlike the increasingly clever and well-made first installments, 
is a dead on arrival step backwards for a filmmaker who couldn't stoop any lower unless he turned into an actual earthworm. This is a laughless, pointless, self-indulgent whimper of a finish to his most grounded and approachable series, reducing whatever credibility he has left to a smoldering pile of trash. From a filmmaking perspective, Clerks 3 could easily be mistaken for YouTube video shot with an iPhone. From a narrative perspective, Smith has once again molested the phrase write about what you know to a degree that passes meta and shifts into the realm of utter masturbation. Unable to pen a script to save his own life, Smith mistakenly shifts the narrative focus from Dante to Randall in this movie, sloppily shuffling whatever human emotion the series has left into the hands of a character who physically cannot emote unless it's through Star Wars or Marvel references. Kevin Smith now has four, far more bad movies under his belt than good ones, and Clerks 3 embodies all of the director's absolute worst tendencies on a budget so shoestring that it makes a Hallmark Christmas movie look like Avatar The Way of Water. Furthermore, and most criminally, Smith has taken his innovation of a connected independent film series and pilfered it and raped it to the point of absolute zero, making connected film universes like the MCU seem humble in comparison. Smith has fully formed into the toy-producing, money-hungry industry man-baby that a movie like the original Clerks would have laughed at. At this point, the viewer's universe should be put down like a horse with a broken leg, or like the recent DCEU, for crimes against humanity and Kevin Smith's own career. The celebrity cameos in this film are cloying, desperate, and filmed on iPhones and green screens as Smith begs whatever friends he has left to once again pretend as if they still give a shit about him. Worse off, when the film mercifully taps out of all comedy and cleverness during its second half, it replaces humor with emotional manipulation. So saccharine and overboard that the film should come with a free pack of movies brand tissues. This highlights Smith's inability to properly write fictional characters, quite literally giving everyone in his film a heart attack because it's seemingly the only way to grow up and mature. Just in time to fucking die. Smith needs you to know that there is only one way to be a decent adult, and that is apparently by having your life dangled in front of your eyes in the way that he did. The man literally cannot use his imagination for one second. And thankfully the movie didn't stretch to the two-hour mark or else the entire main cast may have ended up sharing a wing in the ICU by the last scene of the movie. If insanity is truly repeating the same actions time and again yet expecting different results, then I'm as insane as Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's fanbase is now officially suffering from the world's first case of shared battered housewife syndrome, as Smith calls his pathetic and dwindling fans to once again watch him gaze into the abyss of non-relevance as he produces a positively epic piece of shit that his fans will call above average. Smith can do better, we all can do better, and the world would be better if Kevin Smith would just stop force-feeding us his lukewarm leftovers. Clerks 3 is a disservice to the Clerks series, to Smith's career, and to filmmaking at large, as yet another once-hailed director takes a further step into a vat of consumerist poison. I guess the only faint praise I can give Clerks 3 is that it's harmless, unless we're talking about Kevin Smith's career. Harmless in the sense that it doesn't have enough edge, brains, style, or humor to make a concrete impact on the mind of a human being. It is harmless in the way that CBD or decaf coffee is. Free of most vices, but absolutely worthless to society. A nothing beverage as a metaphor for a nothing film. Neither should exist and both are cursed. 
In short, Clerks 3 is a reconstitution of Kevin Smith's lowest efforts in a blender, and then left out to right. The second myriad, but not nearly as edgy or poignant, is Clerks 1 and 2, but devoid of humor and intent on sucking its own force through a gas mask. Boring, exhausting, milk toast, infantile, immature, and aggressively average. Clerks 3 is another big mouth pile of vomit with shockingly nothing to say from a man who will refuse to ever shut up. Here's to hoping that Moose Jaws finally happens. Because Kevin Smith's viewers universe has overstayed its welcome like a herpes riddle squatter sleeping on the floor of a dilapidated house positively lined with black mold. Utter, inexcusable trash from a complete idiot. One, two, three into the four. I give this movie two golden guns for sure. That was fucking brutal. Absolutely exhausting movie. Literally took me like five five sittings to watch it. I never realized how much Snoop Dogg talks like Miles Davis. That is sweet, isn't it? The greatest artist of all time, touching through the cosmos. That was tough, Dan. So is this movie, Dan. <laughs> That's my full thoughts on it from end to end. There's not, there's really not much more I can even say about it. That is uh, how I felt. Rachel tapped out and enjoyed Clerks too. We had a good time watching Clerks too, as I texted you and told you. And immediately when the third one started, she was like, what in the fuck? And I was like, this is, yeah, this is, it was just like, uh, you know, the first 30, real tough. Just bad joke after bad joke after bad joke after bad joke. Some of the references were fine and like worked to a degree. It just like just felt so formulaic and just like, okay, this is the scene where we're going to stand around and update our pop culture references. And it was just fucking exhausting. And it looked like shit and it was shot like shit and sucked. (laughs) Terrible movie. And like, I get it. I get that there are Kevin Smith fans that are going to watch it and be like, this is his most personal work. Yeah, well... If I were a movie critic, I don't get to decide, like, whose most personal work is what. That didn't make Sucker Punch a good movie, and yet that was made. This movie stunk and looked terrible and didn't make much sense to me at points. And I really can't believe some of the things that they did in this movie that they did not show in the trailer. (laughs) Uh, First being that they killed Rosario Dawson off screen in between movies, which I hated. Uh... Even though it seemed like they bought enough time with her to shoot the other scenes where she's like explaining being dead. Yeah. But it felt like we had lost out on, especially from watching Clerks 2 into Clerks 3. Now you can say, is that a fair comparison? Well, Kevin Smith at Smod Castle right now is showing all three Clerks movies in a row to like 280 people. So yeah, it's fair to say at the end of Clerks 2, certain things are set up that are like, wow, it really took a lot of shuffling for Dante to get together with Rosario Dawson. And then like starting the third one off being like, she's dead and I don't know, was she pregnant when she died? First of all, there are two doubling downs in this movie, which as we know from the very early days from the podcast, really bad like ego fail writing move. The doubling downs are that she is dead, but for some reason she was pregnant and dead. So dark, so dark. Then the second doubling down is that, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this fucking stupid movie, 
both Dante and Randall have heart attacks in the movie. <laughs> and Dante dies from his heart attack. Such hack. I mean, and Kevin Smith in this movie calls himself a hack. And it, that's fine. Cute. Very cute and meta that Kevin Smith at one point in the movie is like, oh, we're not going to make a sequel. That's for hacks. And it's like, you are a hack, sir. Like, what do you expect me to say? Are you shocked that I would give this movie a two out of 10? What do you expect me to say about you like this level of hackery? more than this movie? Oh, hell yeah. That's wild. And I didn't even really like that movie. I, I thought, mean, I liked it. I found this movie hilarious. This movie did not make me laugh until the 50 minute mark. And I went in again, trying to go with it really hard. I did basically like a two night, like two parter and loved watching Clerks 2. Still holds up super well love that movie it's um, for sure a jerk off fest but like i'm that target audience of course like there were so what many were you ex yeah I mean, there were like clerks, there were like clerks cartoon references like really there was like there were deep references like shit from like the commentary track as you say things like this it just makes me think more and more that you would love the mcu because part of the mcu is you watch it and you're like Oh my God, the cuts that are happening. Their entire, it's 27 movies made of deep cuts. Yeah, but I don't like that kind of movie. I know, but like this kind of movie is fucking really bad. This was terrible. There's a, there's a shot where uh, they show Randall um, talking to Veronica in the video store. Um, and his eye makeup is just ridiculous. It looks like he got punched out. What was going on? That's how it is in the original. In that shot. That's how it is in the original fucking movie. And when you listen to the commentary tracks, they talk forever about fucking how they hired like a makeup person for that day and then she fucked up royally and they were just like out of time and fucking he just looks like he got punched out. There's like, there's deep cut references. None of guy. this does this make a good movie, you know? I mean, I don't know if it's a good movie, but as far as what it was setting out to attend to, which is fucking me, who's someone who has been watching Clerks intently for 25 years of my life, like I felt great. It did not function as a solo film that you could watch on your own. No, no, not at all. Whereas the first two absolutely do. Yeah, but that wasn't the intent of this at all. I understand that, but Kevin Smith's intent is navel-gazing, huffing his own farts. That is his intent. And he is a guy that has made movies that I fucking love, like Tusk. Love that movie. Like Dogma. Love that movie. These were original ideas fictional characters that didn't all talk like Kevin Smith. It wasn't about huffing your own farts. I really thought that reboot was enough of that. I did not need another reboot with even less interesting characters that have honestly at this point, especially Jason Mewes, aged in a way that I do not find watchable. I thought Jason Mewes could barely talk right in this movie. His pork roll, egg, and cheese. His, pork roll, egg, and cheese. His mouth is like fucked yeah, up. The, in ma this the movie. man has dentures. I, uh, They're really strong in this one, though. I think he's gotten like more gaunt in his face, and they've allowed yeah, the dentures to come out. That's when you stop drinking fucking three bottles of whiskey a day. He should go back. He was much funnier then. <laughs> uh, I I had a good time. I I thought this movie was done infinitely better than reboot. Like by a substantial margin. I just don't know what the metric would be done in which in which sense it was shot. I mean, I thought it looked, it looked way better. It looked like a Hallmark movie. Have it looked like it cost fifty dollars. Have you watched reboot? Yeah, I did. There was a set piece at the end. There was money thrown at reboot that I didn't really see so much of. This here. movie cost more than reboot. I'm yeah. sure it did. That's what's even more upsetting about it because it looks worse. I don't agree with that. I think it looks way better. I just think it just yes, just looks stale. 
And like having watched Clerks 2, which looks very cinematic. Yeah, Clerks 2 does look good. Uh, and then watching this, it was like switching from like a TV movie to like a real movie. It was sad. Mm, I loved it. I had a great time. What would S- your Golden Gun rating be? 7.9 out of 10. 7.9 out of 10. Yeah. That's fair. I could see, you know, if, if like, for example, w- with Marvel as the comparison again, when I see a Marvel movie that I really like, 7.9. Like, references were on point. It was exciting. It gave me what I expect from a thing that brings me comfort that yeah, I like. Yeah, right. There's nothing you could I'm have said about... I'm not here to attack about, you. Yeah, there's nothing you could have said about this movie <laughs> that would have made it not be, like, a viscerally, a viscerally no. pleasant experience. Like, in the theater, dude, at the end, like, I was weeping. Yeah, I mean, you have connections very deeply to a lot of what this movie was about and who this movie is geared for. You are the literal dude. And, and this movie showed the two of them actually, like, acting in a way they touched upon in Clerks 2, but did far better in this Dante one. was fantastic in this movie. Had some good acting moments Dude, Dante has a monologue in this movie that's like top shelf shit it was good not a good movie though. before he heart attacks <laughs> that's a killer monologue oh I'm not in airplane mode right now I, I'm never in airplane mode I'm gonna be honest that's a cardinal sin I think it's just cause I'm close to the unit alright Dan let's have some fun and then we're gonna go back to clerk's notes to finish it off okay let's have some hundredth episode fun you wanna have fun yeah or do you want to talk a little bit more about Clerks? Did you have something you were going to say? <laughs> I had a note that as soon as my own worst enemy from Lit started playing, that Dan was going to check out. Dan? Dude, there's a moment no, where... We're just doing just this note, and then we're going to have fun. But that moment, because he has a heart attack and falls over, could have been an, a moment <laughs> of filmmaking. And when my own worst enemy rang out in the background... I was like, this, this is not only what I hate, but what Dan expects that I'm going to hate. And he'll be thinking right now, what is Dan thinking about when watching this? So that's, that's the beautiful Ouroboros of our relationship while doing this podcast. So look again, not here to tear anything down. Maybe if I showed you my favorite Marvel movie, you'd give it a two out of 10. Right. Probably is the case, but this is the game that we play. Do you want to know what was the most pandering to me moment in the entire movie? Um, so Randall gets a stent put in. They like clear the blockage in his heart Mm -hmm. and he has his like, (gasps) like he can breathe again. Mm -hmm. And the theme song, Dan, it's the music is the theme song to Degrassi, the next generation. (laughs) And I was like in 13 year old heaven, dude, I was literally levitating. I am so glad for you that those words make sense to you and they touch you in the heart. Thank you. Amy Sedaris (laughs) is in this picture. I know. And she didn't give her much to work with. They did make a joke with Amy Sedaris. My Chemical Romance is the opener, dude. Come on. Interesting choice. Wasn't what I expected, but I enjoyed it. Jersey. Represent. Um, All right. I was in the theater, like, holding a fake lighter in the air. I was like, no, you know what I, you know what I think about New Jersey. I know. You're just, this this movie for you. This movie's for me, Dan. New Jersey culture is, like, two of the most toxic words that could ever be next to each other. Also... The crypto jokes were not dated when it was in theaters when I saw it. It was hilariously on t- on point. Got it. It's it was so bad. This was so bad. Um, I do have a lot of notes, and I would like to get to those notes, but I would like to have fun first. Let's Shall have, we? Let's have fun. All right.
A big lump of nubs. It's got juice. Let me put my Jew haters on. Can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's corn. I can tell you all about it. Look at this thing. Tried it with butter and everything changed. <clears throat> it's corn. You know that one? Nope. That's what the kids call a meme these days. Um, yeah, we are having fun. This is our hundredth episode of the podcast. Um, people were just beating down my door to call us, congratulate us. Let me get on the episode. Blah, blah, blah. So I had to like narrow the focus a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. I had to bring in whoever I could get at this point. So, um, to wish us a happy 100, ladies and gentlemen, Gwyneth Paltrow. Hello, this is Gwyneth Paltrow. You may remember me from the only good films I've ever made, Iron Man 1 through 3 and <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. I'm also star of the Oscar, Tony, and Golden Globe winning film duets. I just wanted to thank the Movie Blues podcast from the bottom of my goop-filled heart for taking one of my all-time masterpieces, duets, a movie where I fuck my own dad, and introducing it to a new audience of mostly disco biscuit drug addicts and their equally worthless and depressed inner circles. Anyway, here is to 100 slamming episodes of the podcast and to you 100 more, inshallah. May your pod be as fruitful and deliciously sweet as the smell of my pussy candles. I'd leave you with a message from my sweet hubby Chris from Coldplay, but unfortunately we are no longer together. Ain't divorce crazy? Baby, let's Gwyneth. What a soothing voice. She's such a... It was Class nice, act. It was, it was nice of her to do that. Class act reaching out to us on a day like this. I know. Um, Dan, how does it feel to be 100 episodes deep? It's making me feel like we should have cleared our schedule a little bit better to let Gwyneth on. <laughs> She's been really banging down the door, and we, we just haven't had the time. We're better just the two of us riffing. Yeah. You, you know what the deal just is. Just the two of us. To celebrate Week. this joyous occasion, we're going to play a game. Okay. Do you want to play a Would game? Like to play a game. Um, <laughs> uh, and that game is the 100-episode quiz. Okay. Uh, where I will be asking Dan Endon... Uh, little tidbits of knowledge, trivia, information about uh, the ghosts of podcast past. Mm. Um, and he's going to do his best to uh, get all of these right or get none of them right. We shall see. Um, Bold of you to assume I'm going to do my best. <laughs> you sound like every teacher I ever had. Uh, make sure you're typing in the live stream now. And I see chat is ready to go. Uh, chat, thanks for coming here and getting ready for uh, Yeah, make quiz. sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, 100 episode quiz. You ready to yeah, Hashtag unhunted. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, yeah, thank you for... <laughs> Question one. During the intro for the Yoga Hosers episode... You said our podcast should be called, quote, your grandpa's favorite movie after discussing what film? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's a loss. Uh, the movie was Citizen Kane. Okay. During an episode, 
the topic of the podcast itself came up, and you said, quote, I'm still enthusiastic about it. What number episode out of 100 was it? How would I know that? Uh, you can get within 10. Three? It's three. Hey! Holy shit! Wind music. That is... That's crazy. Is this who wants to be a millionaire? Yes. Okay. That is insane. Jesus Christ. Let's go. All right. <clears throat> well, fuck, I'm really, fuck you. I'm really off my mark now. Um, yeah, <clears throat> the power debt balance has really shifted. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Is he alive still? Regis? Yeah. I think so. All right. Um, Wait, maybe not. I think he died last think year, he died, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. King. Very early in the podcast, we made our first shared factual error. Okay. Confusing famed composer Eniko Morricone for who? Oh, um... Sergio Leone. Hey! Two for three. I'm batting 666. You claimed (laughs) that the following show was the, quote, yoga hosers of sketch comedy. What show were you referring to? The Yoga Hosers of Sketch Comedy. Um, I think you should leave. That is correct. And I have since watched I Think You Should Leave, as we all know. One of my favorite shows, maybe of all time, in the comedy realm. Um, hilarious. Man, are you fucking wrong about that Three show. out of four. That show is like something I watch like daily. I'll watch a clip from that show. Batting 750. That's That's upsetting. Quote, in what this contributes to film, it's a zero. But there was like an effort at some lofty sci-fi ideas and some heady plot threads that were executed. In Jupiter mo- Ascending. <clears throat> 80, batting 800. All right, I got to go. I got to go more background. Got to get deeper cuts, deeper cuts. I told you, I'm a fucking movie blues podcast trivia quizzo extraordinaire. Quote, I'm not that hungry. (laughs) I'd rather get home sooner unless you're going to order Taco Bell. Is from what cold open? I have, dude, I have no idea. How would I know that? You literally just said, I am the movie blues podcast trivia extraordinaire. The context clue is we were all here. There was a guest, and we were deciding what to eat. Was it Sonic? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the win. <laughs> what episode did we introduce Dan? Jason was a terrible guest. What episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We've, we've made that very clear. What episode did we first introduce what Dan Eden hates the most about the podcast, zany sound effects? <laughs> uh what episode did we first introduce it like when what was the first episode after you got the soundboard was it last no was it simone no dan the question was and no that's not even right it was spiral that you're trying to think of where we first had the soundboard but okay the question was um what episode did we introduce zany sound effects? And the answer is crawl. Oh, is that the episode where you're just like, like... <laughs> No, because you bought a soundboard device. 
Oh my god, the meh, 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 the and fucking you, siren. And <laughs> you, for several episodes, did annoying fucking sound effects. Uh, so give me a goddamn break. Uh, that's so funny. Finish this sentence that you said in season one, episode 10 of the podcast. Okay. American Beauty, man, what up? Piece of shit. Great movie. Okay. Which is interesting, Dan, because the day that we did the vote on it recently, which is only like two years later, you messaged me and said, I watched Please. it during lockdown. Damn it. I almost had you there. I almost had you. Sorry. <clears throat> Damn it. That's a loss for me. Hold on. <laughs> I love that. Man, that doesn't feel good. Um, this my wife bangs. I know it's so good. My wife Rachel, okay, star of Rachel's Review Corner, yeah, began complaining about the lengths of our podcast episodes during what season? One, correct. Yeah, <laughs> nine for eleven. You once claimed, "quote This will surely be the most listened to episode ever." Is there more to that? No, that was it. Okay. Are you looking for what episode that is? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's also the worst. Matrix 4. No. It's okay. also the worst score you've ever given on this podcast. The one that I hate the most. <laughs> He's in the hot seat right now, folks. Can you believe it? That's my Regis for now. I don't know, man. Who wants to be a millionaire? Tenant. Space Jam 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you once said <laughs> that the crowning jewel of your Blu-ray collection was what? <laughs> Uh, I remember saying that. Fuck, what was it? <laughs> oh, man. Dan is thinking so hard right I know. Now. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, Imported Blu-ray. It is a good one. <laughs> so that's that's a, hyperbolic though that's, for sure. That's a big L. Yeah. Quote: This movie is cursed. It should not exist. I've said that so many times. Uh. Cat. Correct. Nice. No. It's turkey time. Got no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is from what popular film? Um, really? uh, what movie did we watch that was produced by, but not starring, Michael Douglas? Oh. Uh, Sex. Uh, Power, baby. Was it Simone? Uh, the answer is <laughs> Face Off. Right. Wow. Strangely enough. Right. <laughs> you once stated this film is, quote, why I am like I am. Grind. 
No, the answer was the mask. I thought you were going to get that one. That's hilarious. Did um, we review the mask? No, this was brought up on the Son of the Mask episode. Oh, okay. For what movie did we make the following claim? If you like this movie, you can be the third host of the podcast because you are fucked, sir. The answer is, I literally don't remember. I did not write this down. I forgot to at work. So whatever you say is correct, but I'm pretty sure it was cats. I was going to say, did you do cats again? I think it was cats. Okay. This Dan Edinburgh's classic caused me to <laughs> quote, well up with a sheen of tears. <laughs> was that grind? No. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Okay. <laughs> Finish this sentence. Okay. In the face-off episode, you said, quote, I'm just like Henry Winkler in that I... <laughs> in that I jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loss, but it just a win of a response. Uh, it was, I put forth an image but at, ho at home, but I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. Oh, it was about the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What actor did you once describe as, quote, the least Black Panthery person? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to answer that one. That is King Brown. <laughs> yeah. That was King Brown. Yeah, it was. Quote. I mean, like, the movie had a plot and actors, some special effects, and there were scenes, and there was family. Is your assessment of what film? Say it again. <laughs> I mean, like, the movie had a plot and actors, okay. some special effects, and there were scenes, and there was family. Is your assessment of what film? Is that also Jupiter Ascending? That is also Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. During the Space Jam episode, you said, quote, this guy asked me, do you remember where you were when Kobe died? And what was your answer? <laughs> Something about who gives a fuck that rapist. <laughs> your answer was, at band practice, not giving a fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember what it was. It was when I was at band practice. <laughs> Stick by that. Our brief lived segment where we complain. My man changed his number to not be a rapist anymore. <laughs> Stop. This one was for the kids, Dan. Okay. This is episode 100. Our brief lived segment where we complain about whatever we want over the Jeopardy theme song was called what? Uh, like 30 seconds in Jewish heaven. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that because that was like a co-name for it. Or it was like 30 seconds longer than we normally last. 30 seconds longer than we usually last was the official segment. All right, let's go. I'm on a streak. I'm on a hot streak. During the Son of the Mask episode, I asked you, why did you do this, Ben Stein? And your answer was, 
I don't know, but I'm not gonna like it. Too many people won his money. <laughs> Dude, th this game makes me sound hilarious. I know. <laughs> that's a, that's you a, are. That's a fire joke. Quote. Imagine it's the year 2000 and you're a middle-aged mom. You see the trailer for this and you go out and see it in theaters. And this is what it is. Is you describing what movie? Oh, I remember saying that. Is that, uh, oh, that had to be duets. That is duets. Okay, only two more. Okay. What film did we describe as Cinderella on roller skates? Also Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah. I listened to Jupiter Ascending. What was the final episode ever recorded in the original movie Blue Studio? Whoa. Uh It's gotta be uh If you get this right, I'm gonna be fucking shocked. It's gotta be Detective Pikachu, right? I didn't hear you. What did you say? Detective Pikachu. That's not correct. No? Was it within one or two episodes? Crawl. Okay, I was within one episode. You were within one episode. All right, so how many of those were there total? I counted how many I got wrong. 26. Okay, so I got 11 wrong, which means I got 15 out of 26, right? Mm-hmm. Batting 58%. I'll take that. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's a beyond Hall of Fame career right there. To continue um, in the movie Blues 100th episode spirit, um, let's go through our favorite 10 episodes of all time. Okay, you did, you've did. you been doing this. I've been doing it on the rental zone, so I'm only going to very be very brief about my, my choices. When you say your number, I'll just like say mine and say maybe one sentence about it. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, Dan has not revealed any of his picks to me. They are probably going to be so different than mine. They, yeah. <laughs> There'll be a couple overlaps, but, um, all right. So, uh, number 10, what did you have? I had, uh, for number 10, I had the faculty's nuts. Faculty's nuts. Yeah. Solid episode. Yeah. Um, That's, that, uh, spawned such gems as the Josh Hartman as an enigma joke. Classic bit. John Stewart with a goatee. Also classic. That was the beginning of the Dan Endenver soundtrack. That is true. It's a classic episode. Great movie. <laughs> mm, I had the fucking accident at Loch Ness as number 10. Yeah, that's not on my list at all. Uh, yeah, I, I would assume so. because it Hated that episode and that movie. Highlighted my best character work. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my beginning to be best character work, which evolved over the past couple seasons, yeah. uh, if I must say so myself. Um, number nine. Number nine, I had Jupiter Ascending. You like that episode? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because you um, hated that movie. I mean, we yeah, had no, it was a miserable experience. But when I listen back, the Mila Kunis as Mark Wahlberg thing is so funny. Oh yeah, you're all about that. <laughs> <laughs> you love that shit. And dude, your Eddie Redmayne voice is hilarious. What am I? Some kind of like Cinderella or something? Dude, the Eddie Re Redmayne shit is hilarious. Did, did he not talk like this the whole movie? Yeah. And then he talks like this. And then he watched Scream. <laughs> <laughs> Worst performance ever. Yeah, sure. terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> Um, mm, mm, mm. 
number eight. What was your number nine? Oh, uh, the 007 episode with Josh Boyer. Was that... Uh, you didn't have it on your list at all? No. I think that's such a funny episode because, like, and shout out to Josh Boyer here. There was a moment where we were, like, in flux in general, and, like, we were considering, like, let's bring in a third host. We were like, let's just shake it up. Maybe Josh would be a good choice. We were considering it, and then we did that episode, and I was like, I love Josh, but, like, I can't do that. Like, that can't be the, the vibe every time. That was so out of control. That was, like, like, the peak of the pandemic and, like, the peak of my, like, lockdown insanity. Oh, we were all completely cooped up out of our minds. Yeah, when like, we when I listen that. to that episode, I just get sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, number eight. Number eight, I have music. Music? Yeah. Okay. What? Was music not on your list? No, not at all. Dude, well, that episode's hilarious. Just because of the movie breakdown? The movie was hilarious. All the shit with the fucking, the Kenyan. <laughs> oh, <God. hilarious. laughs> it's just an insane movie. Okay. Maybe I'll have to go back and listen Watching to it was an insane experience. It was, yeah. a, it was a funny episode. That's that's not on my list. Okay. Uh, For eight, I had Disclosure. Okay. You did not have Disclosure at all? I do. It's later. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> um, Disclosure, just a movie I look back on very fondly. Yeah. Um, number seven. Number seven. I have uh, the Book of Dan, season one, Book of Henry. Now that's lower on the list than I expected it for you. Like, like I thought it was going to be like number, like top three for you. No, I can't listen to the season one episodes. They sound like shit. Yeah. Well, they have a certain charm. And that was before we were like good at it, but the movie itself was insane. I think we were good at it the whole time, right out of the gate. You're very funny in that episode. Um, great episode. Good shit. Um, number seven. That that was number seven. Oh, for me it was Spiral. Okay. <laughs> well, number six for me was Spiral. From, nice. From the book of Rotini. Yeah. Just classic. Just yeah. classic lulls. Yeah. Good sample work on my part. Yeah. Tasteful. Good. Um, good shit on your part as well. Very good. Ain't divorce crazy is really. It's truly paid one, its weight in gold. One of the great, one of the great moments in our podcast history. I ain't divorce crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> truly never gets old. Yeah. What, um, did, what did you have for six? Six, I had duets. Okay. Now you would think that it would be higher up, but I mean, this is top ten out of a hundred. Yeah. It, it, it's got the accolades. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if the episode was funny. The episode, it's definitely the episode I've listened to the most. Yeah, I know, I know that the movie it, really no, had the a episode huge is hilarious. Yeah. Um, number five Dan's Closure. That's the disclosure episode. Oh, Dan's Closure. Okay. I have Be My Cat for that one. Just, okay. just personal fun with that yeah. one. Just felt like that was a, a good actual episode of the podcast. The disclosure episode is fucking tops. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious. That is a great one. Um, number four, the one where Dan becomes meme Joker. Oh, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> one where Dan becomes meme Joker is one of the funniest. Like, is that on your list? Hot hours. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Okay, it's one of the hottest hours of our podcast, dude. Sure. It's just us laughing the entire time. <laughs> uh, update on Dan becomes meme Joker, just really <laughs> quick. Some say trying to repeat success can be a rocky road as a creative and no road has been rockier than me trying to get us a new dan becomes meme joker episode so much so that i i gotta tell you man uh, like in terms of my internet persona pretty much lost at this point just out to sea 
I'm getting kicked out of things that no person's ever been kicked out of. Yeah, you out really of. fucking tried to Kevin Smith that one. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's negative, so I'm about it. Um, I've really tried to meme Joker myself all over the place, and I've gotten <laughs> close. I wanted to land an interview with our uh, movie blues guy, Uswan Famende. Right. Ungatuende. Uh, and I've had a conversation with him. It's not pan out into like, let's podcast about it. But I was hoping for that to kind of go further. Um, I've, yeah, I've gotten, he listened to the podcast. I've gotten kicked out of a lot of niche communities. Let's just say that much. And none of them has been as fun as Shambhala. And I just missed Shambhala. And I wish I could get invited back to Shambhala. Are you still in it? I am. God fucking damn you. I deserve to be in there. It's the same. We live in a society, Dan. (laughs) Where people need me in the fucking Shambhala group. Can you get me back in there somehow? I'll try. Um, what was your number four? Four for me was The Last Dinosaur. I feel okay. like we got some classic bits out of that. We interviewed a woman who had been on MASH. That was so crazy. We really Wasn't like... that the first episode we did here? No, I don't know. No. I don't think so. Um, but uh, that was a crazy period of time. Like, we were trying to test the limit of what we could do like and we we did a lot in that episode um near and dear to me definitely because it's one of the most like one of the five movies that i wanted to do when we started the podcast of which there's only really one left that was like on the original list that i had in my phone and and that is uh exit wounds with Uh, with dmx and Jet Li. it's so insane that i was able to get joan van ark for like our third episode (laughs) i know (laughs) it was crazy that's a real cultural artifact if you're like a a fan of this podcast and you're listening and you haven't heard the last dinosaur episode yeah the mics are bad but it's not that it is incredible you can see it's not on our list because it's actually part of a different episode what sorry joan yeah yeah it is it started in the crawl episode because we were recorded out of order so we were no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that we didn't do a whole episode on Last Dinosaur, did we? Yes, we did. Well, it's not on this list. It's the masterpiece. It's not on your. Fucking... It's season one, episode ten. I thought. It's not there. Really? Interesting. You fucking blew it. Oh yeah, it was the Last Dinosaur. Fuck you, Dan. You fucked it all up, Dan. Where is it? It's not there. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. Well, I think that was the first episode we recorded here. Uh. Anyway. We did it. Okay. So number um, three? Number three. Soul Dan. Soul Dan didn't make it on here for really? me. Yeah, which is shocking because like, it's just like, here's the thing, dude. I don't feel great about that episode. <laughs> it's, it's pretty problematic in retrospect. Gotta, gotta tell you. For you. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but feel great about that episode. I do too. I'm the voice of reason. <laughs> I just, look, if I had a number 11, it would be Soul Dan. I have 100%. my number 11 and 12. I didn't even mention that. What's that? that? 11 was Jersey Girl vs. Julie. Okay. And 12 was Matrix Resurrections. That's a really good episode. I was listening to it the other day. Love the cold open of that episode. The two Italian guys thing was (laughs) one of the best uh, cold opens. All right, what was your number three? Uh, Number three is Dan Becomes Meme Joker. Okay. For me. That's a top three for me. They were one away. Uh, Number two. Duets. I love it when we're gooping together. (laughs) Number two for me is The Book of Dan. Oh, all right. Because the book of Dan, and I'll, I'll be as sentimental as I possibly can about it. Hate it. <laughs> was the moment where I was like, Dan Endon's brain functions in a way that is 100% different than mine. <laughs> like, I walked into the episode 
expecting that any human being <laughs> off the street, online, anywhere would be like, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I hate this. And you're like, no, this was cool. And I was like, you are fucking deranged. <laughs> like that was the episode where I walked away and was like, I know so much about Dan Enden from a movie review. <laughs> like that's where the that's where the cop thing started. Yeah, yeah. That's where like a lot of the original That's where we went from like you know what the difference is between to mention it again is I I was bitching about maybe in the mummy episode was how did this get made and like difference between us and them isn't the movies that we pick. We could do all the same movies as them. The difference between us and them is that we are arguing with each other. Right. Whereas they are almost always in unison just being like, this was bad, it sucks, blah, blah, blah. Our podcast is like typically firing the most when it's in an argument. Yeah. And we didn't it's know that. It's always a pleasant surprise when we agree on a movie. When we watched the first episode's movie, uh, James Bond, Man with the Golden Gun, we both were like, this is terrible. So that was the vibe. Right. And then that was the episode. And I haven't listened to it in like a couple of years, but that was the episode where I was like. I listened to it actually pretty recently. Yeah. Is it still good? No. It's so boring. It's boring. We okay. go through every scene of the movie. It had to be done, I felt like, for that one. <laughs> I felt like everything was wrong. It's in like that two movie. and a half hours long. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe don't go listen to that episode, but that is one of my favorite episodes. Okay. And that means that obviously we both have picked. <laughs> The same episode. Yeah, Little Shittily. For number one. Yeah. That is Little Shittily. Yeah, it doesn't get better than that, dude. When people ask about the podcast, <laughs> that's always the one I send them to. I've only listened to it a few times. Is it good on re-listen? Oh, yeah, it's so funny. I should do that one, too. It's been a while. Yeah, but... it doesn't get better than Little Italy. Little Italy, and I'll say this about it, is like Dan and I want to provide entertainment for the people who listen to the podcast, but we also want to enjoy ourselves. And... Little Italy was like the movie where I just was so baffled the entire time. It really, really opened my eyes up to like how bad a movie could yeah. truly be. Multiple people have listened to that episode on my recommendation and then watched Little Italy because of it. And then have hit me up and be like, what the fuck? You made it seem like that movie was hilarious. Why did I just watch that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, we are hilarious. <laughs> That's very true. Cool. Good cool. stuff. Good stuff, man. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. How many more fucking bits do you have? That's it. Really? I, I'm out of bits. Oh, so. man. You want to play a game? I do want to play. Do I get to play a game for yeah. once? No yeah. way. Yeah. What kind of music do you want in the background? Something good? Uh, You got like... I can uh, do it in post if I don't have something. Okay. What are you thinking? Like, uh... I never got this type of fucking freedom i know well here we are i know episode 100 finally what are you thinking um for dan enden's first game are you gonna be like quizzing me or something i'd like yeah oh holy shit has this ever happened before no interesting i'd like the music to be um mm -hmm. uh we already did snoop dog gin juice was a good one how about like uh like how about I my own work i always feel like Somebody's watching me. Oh, damn. I'm down with that, like, dude. Rockwell. I love that song. Let's do it. All right. So, Cue the music. Yeah. So we have a game today, Dan. We have a game. Today's game is... Yeah. Um, I took this from the Book of Dan Lyons game library. Oh, God. Today's game is called Kevin Smith or Kanye West. <laughs> Who said it? <laughs> <laughs> the 
it's I how am I not gonna hundred percent this? It feels this feels easy, right? It does, right? Oh no, uh oh. Okay. Kanye West, whose shoes I may or may not be wearing yeah, right now. This was perfect. Or Kevin Smith. Yeah. Alright, go ahead. Alright. We are all self conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. That's the whole one, huh? Yep. Somebody's <laughs> watching me. Um Uh, Kevin Smith. That is Kanye West. All right. Okay. All right. Good start. Good start. In this life, if you don't celebrate yourself, nobody will. This all sounds like Kevin Smith, but uh, Kanye West. That is Kevin Smith. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Got it. My greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see see myself perform live. That is Kanye West. That is Kanye West. Um, And me. I'll say serious things that are serious, or sorry, I'll say say things that are serious and put them in joke form so people can enjoy them. We laugh to keep from crying. Kevin Smith, because Kanye West is illiterate. That is Kanye West. God damn it. I care. I care about everything. Sometimes not giving a fuck is caring the most. <laughs> Kevin Smith. That is Kanye West. Disappointed! <laughs> God damn it! I grew up in a pretty gay world. <laughs> That is Kanye West. That is Kevin Smith. <laughs> wow. I, I don't hate you because I'm crazy. I'm crazy because I hate you. I mean, how is that not Kanye West? That is Kevin Smith. Okay. In what? Did he write a poem? Or <laughs> I don't know. I hate this, Sam. <laughs> I'm doing good. Also, I'm s- you. see what your God hath wrought. <laughs> it's like a dream come true. When somebody is paying you to talk about yourself, you've won. would bet my whole entire fortune of plastic action figures around you that that is Kevin Smith. That is Kevin Smith. There we go. I think he said that on the IMDb boat. (laughs) I feel like I'm too busy writing history to read it. That is Kanye West. That is Kanye West. And he is true. People always say that you can't please everybody. I think that's a cop-out. Why not attempt it? Because think of all the people that you will please if you try. Fucking Kevin Smith. That is Kanye West. Jesus Christ. How many of these are there? <laughs> I say what I say what other people won't. Kanye West. That's Kevin Smith. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with both of these people and me? This is a quote to an interviewer, greeting an interviewer. Okay. Long time no see. I only pray the caliber of your questions has improved. say the word caliber unless talking about a weapon. Wow. So I'm going to say Kevin Smith. That is Kevin Smith. Oof. The also, ul- my logic being sound makes it not racist. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. The only thing of value... Because I've been deemed with mental health. Seriously. The only thing of value I have in this life is my ability to tell a story. That's why I'm always hoping society never collapses because the first ones to go will be entertainers. Run the second part of that down for me. Yeah. The, uh, that's why I'm always hoping society never collapses, because the first ones to go will be entertainers. Oh, my God. So this is, like, making me like Kevin Smith less. But Kanye West. That's Kevin Smith. Jesus Christ. 
Yikes. I feel that I'm very blessed, but with great blessings come great responsibility. George Bush doesn't care about black people. That's my answer. That is Kanye West. Nice, nice, nice. Creative output, you know, it's just pain. That's Kanye West. <laughs> Jesus. I want people to feel like it's, I want people to feel like it's okay to create. It's okay to not be boxed in. I want people to feel like awesome is possible. Kevin Smith. That's Kanye West. Fuck! <laughs> kill. You should read your Bible. You'll find all types of weird shit in there. Kevin Smith. That's Kevin Smith. Oh, God. I swear I get like two out of 80. You ready? All right, yeah. Jewish people are also human. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> Jewish people are also human. Like, it ha that has to be Kanye West. It's Kevin Smith. George Bush doesn't <laughs> care about black people. My God, dude. People will have a problem with whatever you do. At the end of the day, nobody can determine what you need to do in order to be successful, and why would you listen to someone who is not as successful tell you what you need to do? Tony Robbins. <laughs> but for this? Kanye West. That's Kanye West. Let's go. All right, let's go. I'm right. feeling a little better. Because right. I've been deemed with mental health. That's my skill. I'm not really specifically talented at anything except for the ability to learn. That's what I do. Kevin That's Smith. what I'm here for. That is Kanye West. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Disappointed! Shit! <laughs> um, people are bursting out of the closet, rejecting their parents' wishes to keep the faith. Atheism is becoming uh, mainstream. Kanye West. That's Kevin Smith. I'm about to bust. Quote unquote controversial is just a euphemism for interesting and intelligent. Kanye West. That is Kevin Smith. God, this is the game that I will have to play in hell, probably. That is the end of this game. Oh, that was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was just like the the ramblings of the two biggest narcissists in history. Dude, when I came up with that idea, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to find enough quotes. You that could, could probably be never for, stop that could going. Be for either. Isn't that insane? That was nauseating. It felt like I was like on a sinking ship. <laughs> is that what you feel like when I play games with you? Sometimes. Awesome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, um, <sighs> did you have any other bits, Dan? I feel like you did. Did you not do no. anything with your little AI? Something no. with the Jewish jelly? No. Didn't pan out. No. No bits. I feel like I covered the bits category enough. Yeah. We had. How one. did it feel to get to play a game? Finally. Fun. Really good. Okay. Really nice. Nice job. The parallels between Kevin Smith and Kanye West are staggering. Nice jog of the old memory. <laughs> That brings us to... I don't think anyone's ever done worse at a game on this show than you just Yeah, did. that was terrible. That really says a lot about me, Kevin Smith, and Kanye West. Yeah. All three. And me as a content creator. All right, so I think it's uh, right. fair to talk about the movie a little bit that we uh, decided to do for today. Um, I have quite a bit of notes I'd like to share with you. Okay. What am I supposed to say, man? There's something very cathartic about watching a movie that's been part of your life for this long. My first note is, here we go again. Yeah, yeah, and I was along for that ride. I would have watched this in 4DX. Eternally grateful that Kevin Smith can only write or afford to make an hour and 30 minute movie. It's a perfect length. It's true. It's 
a great artistic choice. And yet the movie was an hour and 40 minutes long. <laughs> well, 10 minutes of that was the ending credits of him just being like, hey, man, thanks for buying my DVDs. Uh, this is the only part of the entire movie where I felt anything in my body. What was that about? But um, the sight of all the comic book men playing hockey uh, with the <laughs> clerks boys on the roof. It's like the first shot of the movie. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to like this. This is some down home shit. Yeah. Fucking Mark Bernardin's in there. Every. I was like, this has the elements of nostalgia that I want from Kevin Smith, but there's no movie behind it. Every person from Clerks was in this movie. It was breathtaking. They're all there. Lots of cameos in the K-S-V-A. E-U. E-U. We got Ben Affleck in this picture. Uh, observation. Okay. Dante looks exactly like Noah, and I can't unsee it. <laughs> can't unsee it. <laughs> Cannot unsee it. Can unsee it. Unseeable. Uh, that's Thoughts? hilarious. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> that's so funny. It's a friend of ours. Sorry, Joan. Uh, the first back and forth discussion between the clerks to set the stage is about NFTs and the Avengers. Um, really an absolute slog of an opening here. Rachel's looking at me upset. <laughs> uh, in a shocking emotional moment, instead of allowing this movie to breathe for even one second, the opening guitar riff of My Own Worst Enemy rings out. A move straight out of the Dan Endon's big book of cinematic misfires. <laughs> Dude, I literally have a note that says, my own worst enemy. Parentheses. Q Dan Endon rant about the Endonverse. <laughs> dorkiest, dorkiest thing in this movie um, is uh, Jeff talking uh, about the Mandalorian to Amy Sedaris, who's in the Mandalorian. Right. Dot, dot, dot. Cool. Yeah. The references in this movie uh, during the heart surgery scene, especially, are so incredibly fucking exhausting, Dan. Sometimes in my note, I'm talking directly Dude, to Dude, the Degrassi theme music? He's like on the table. There's like 900 pop culture references yeah, yeah. in a row. It was... Yeah, it was like Space Jam 2. Really brutal to listen to. It made my head want to explode. Lo- loved it. Um, <laughs> 29 minutes, 22 seconds in. Okay. Rachel says, quote, This movie fucking sucks, and I don't want to watch it anymore. Rachel's out. We switched to Hereditary on HBO Max. <laughs> Great film. Still holds up. Nine out of ten. Noticed all sorts of things I didn't notice last time. Incredible details. <laughs> Stunning camera work. Crispy, clean colors. Pastel pastiche. Beautiful movie. Amazing performances. Kind of a comedy. LOL. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Great. Jay Mew- this is now two nights later. Jay Muse looks exactly like a xenomorph. <laughs> He's all teeth and a long head, and he's sleek, and he can't say anything right, and he has things dripping out of his mouth. Pork roll, egg, and cheese. Pork roll, egg, and what? Pork roll, egg, and cheese. Now, there were mistakes in this movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is a deep cut mistake. Okay. This is like Kevin Smith like being so fucking dumb <laughs> that like it's almost incredible. Like It's breathtaking how okay. fucking stupid he is. And you correct me if I'm wrong, like about this sentiment here. This might be a little bit off, but so in one scene, again, Randall is like making a movie uh, of his life. It just Zach, Zach and Miri, but with like a plot of Clerks. They're making the movie that is Clerks. They're making Clerks. It's this snake eating its own butthole. 
And boy, does it taste good. And one scene, Randall says that he aims to make an hour and a half movie because, quote, long movies suck. And yet, this movie is an hour and 40 minutes long. Again, the credit sequence is like 15 minutes long. And double and yet. Two scenes later, he says he has completed a 168-page screenplay. That translates to just shy of three hours long. No, that's a joke, Dan. You can't appreciate the subtlety of Kevin Smith. It was not a joke. It's 100% a joke. If it was a joke, it wasn't funny. <laughs> the subtlety of Kevin Smith. <laughs> you listen to yourself. You can't You're fired! <laughs> Elias dressed as Frankenfurter. A plus. <laughs> Dude, some of... He's Elias dressed, was hilarious. He's dressed as Sting at one point. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> hilarious. The scene where dead Rosario Dawson talks about going ass to mouth with Malcolm Triple X in a graveyard during a dream sequence to soft piano. Yeah, she also talks about having a three-way with George Washington Carver, Miles Davis, and fucking Abe Lincoln. <laughs> fucking... Wild. Really wild material. <laughs> Terrible. Going for it. Um, quote, as long as you're alive, you can start another chapter. This is the kind of messaging that should be thrust upon Dante, not Randall. The movie is fundamentally broken on an emotional level <laughs> by relegating Dante to a side character. Terrible writing. And this is before I knew that the double heart attack was going to happen. <laughs> Audition cameo scene. Hardest pass. Bobby Moynihan, are you okay? <laughs> That's the second time Bobby Moynihan has come up in a Kevin Smith movie. He doesn't look right. <laughs> tell you that much. That's a quality, quality series of cameos. That series Sarah of Sarah Michelle Geller says some vulgar things. Concluding with like the girl from Supergirl and the guy from The Flash. It was... Well, because he directs those those shows. Blech. He directs both of those shows. Often. Bottom of the bottom of the lowest pickle barrel of of cameos for this one. Once again, if the best part of your movie is three lines from Ben Affleck, that's not a good. But movie. you have Sarah Michelle Gellar being like, "I just sucked thirty seven dicks." She looks so old. She's so hot. Oof. Kind of hard pass at this point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just kidding. I'm about to bust. Um. They once said Prince filmed over 50 music videos for his own private collection to never be viewed by the general public. Mm -hmm. Solely made for Prince to enjoy by himself. Mm -hmm. That is precisely what this movie should have been for Kevin Smith. <laughs> this is barely fit for public consumption. Harsh. This movie would have worked better as three 10-minute webisodes released on Viewaskew's Patreon. I would have paid for that. I know. Kevin Smith has already made this movie. It is called Zack and Miri. Say their names. It was far <laughs> better in all ways. The end. Zack and Miri is definitely a better picture. Than this. Every Z-tier Italian overweight comic is in this movie. <laughs> no, no, Artie Lang was nowhere to be found. Is he alive? Yeah. Then I got to the double heart attack part. Okay. And I really went into like a state of like utter shock. <laughs> I was like the uh, the fucking audacity to not tell this story right the first time, and then tell it wrong again the second time. Just unbelievable. And Kevin Smith 
like this was a really prophetic movie. It was just like really felt written by someone whose brain is not functioning well anymore. Who would ever write <laughs> second heart attack? Dude. When you see the second heart attack, yeah. you're on first watch. Take me back. Yeah, I was in the theater with you're that. in the theater with a bunch of shows. Out, out loud. No, no, it was like empty. Empty. Okay. It, it was opening night. <laughs> out, and what? And what was your initial thoughts when that happened? Out loud, I said, "Oh no." So I was like, "That's a terrible plot device." <laughs> but uh, okay, that's all I'm saying. But the fo- and they did some good things with it. Yeah, but what be, it what led came, to some very good of scenes. it was was lovely. But why not have that be the entire movie? Here's what you do: fix this movie because it is fundamentally terrible. Get Dante to have the heart attack. He's got nothing left in life. His family died. I don't like that. Don't make her pregnant, but at least just kill her. Don't be extra grim. That's emotional manipulation. We didn't know the child. We didn't know that she was pregnant. So compounding both of those things at the same time is manipulative. Plain and simple. Then give Dante the heart attack. Don't be an ass about it. In terms of like he's on the gurney getting fixed, like doing Star Wars references. Have Jeff in the room doing that shtick like C-3PO which he is (laughs) you know what I'm saying Dante's the character we care about he has a really good emotional arc in this movie that is truncated by all of Randall's bullshit for the millionth time his shtick I'm done with and all I needed from this movie was for Dante to be the emotional center and for it to be funny when he wasn't doing his emotional thing. That's the least we could have asked from this movie, Dan. The least we could have asked of Kevin is, give us an emotional story about your stupid fucking heart attack, and then at the same time, give us a classic comedy like the other movies. For example, like when you see like um, some of the Seth Rogen adjacent movies, like 50-50, I think was it, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt where he's dying of cancer. Yeah, and like that movie's a fucking drag. That movie's a drag, but like that movie sort of does well with like its tonal differences it is funny but it's also like really dark and super touching this wasn't that this was like a child's view of like what death is all about what like i get the heart attack thing i was bought and sold to like deal with that emotionally for this movie i did not sign up for two heart attacks (laughs) i did not sign up for the protagonist of the entire clerk series to die and for like harley quinn to be at his funeral for some fucking reason don't understand Harley Quinn's inclusion in this movie. Kind of think that the last shot of the Clerks trilogy, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like Harley Quinn sorting for soy milk because maybe that was a scene that happened in the original Clerks. Someone, I remember there was a scene where somebody's like searching for yeah. milk. So, so um, Car- Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn was not in that movie. She wasn't born yet. No, Harley Quinn is playing her character from Reboot. I know. And yeah, which that so it's, threw me off because... Because Jay's daughter. Right. And then... The original Clerks ends with Kevin's mom looking through the milks, as does Clerks too. So now Harley becomes a quick stop employee once Dante dies. She's wearing a uniform. I was confused during all that and was like, is this? Some people don't have the eye for detail like myself or Kevin Smith or Christopher Nolan. I was like, is this um, the character from Yoga Hosers? I was so confused. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, Yoga Hosers is in a different universe. Yeah. Uh, that's in the Moose Jaws. Yeah. A supposed universe, which 
Big fan of those movies being just one movie, and that mm-hmm. movie is Tusk. Mm-hmm. I also like the one with the priest that he They're going to make Tusk too. What's the name of the one with the priest that he did? Red State. Good movie. Yeah, that movie's great. Worth a watch. This movie was similar to Red State in terms of pacing, where it's just like one thing, and then for the last 12 minutes, it's totally other thing. <laughs> Jay Muse looks like a cartoon horse. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's not really a criticism of the film. Yeah, just an observation. Just an observation. <laughs> uh, the funeral that is the final 30 minutes of this movie, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, like the end of The Lord of the Rings where it just had ending. F- oh, no, never mind. You you never saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? what in the world? Uh, I like how Kevin Smith's wife decided to participate in the movie, but like... <laughs> On the cell phone, for the most part. <laughs> she was like, I will not be made to kiss... Uh, Brian O'Halloran. <laughs> Brian O'Halloran again. That is Rosario Dawson's job. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Talk about a dude who fucking hit the lottery. Brian O'Halloran. How so? Just by being put By in being clerks? just like a shitty actor and then being in Clerks and getting to make out with Rosario Dawson. Was he in other movies? Like other Kevin Smith adjacent movies. Was he the clown? Yeah. I like that one. In Vulgar. Who directed that? Um, that was directed by Brian Johnson from Comic Book Man. The dude with the beard. Okay. He wrote and directed that. No shit. Yeah. Oh, I never made that connection. Yeah. See, I like that movie. Yeah. That, that, a, I enjoyed that. That's a strong movie. Strong movie. Yeah. Is he going to make another movie? Um, he made, I think, another movie. I forget. What are all those guys doing now? Just working? They have a podcast called Tell Him Steve Dave. Tell Him Steve Dave. That's, Maybe I'll listen to that's that. It's been on since 2010. Maybe not. Um, and <laughs> the third host, it's him, Walt, and the other host is uh, Brian from Impractical Jokers. But the podcast started before Impractical Jokers was a show. So, like, he was just, like, in the beginning of the podcast, he was just, like, the bitch of the show. Mm-hmm. And then over the last 10 years, he's become by far the most famous and rich one out of all of them. What was your score for reboot again? For reboot? Clerks reboot. Clerks 3. Oh, uh, I gave Clerks a 7.9. Okay. Cool. 2 plus 7.9. Okay, 9.9. That's tough. Sorry, buddy. Maybe next time. All right, movies you liked more than Clerks 2. Um, 3. Clerks 3. Uh, uh, but also GGR Clerks 2. Uh, very strong. Like 8.75 out of 10. Yeah, hilarious movie. Hilarious movie. Elias I is a hilarious character to bring into that Watching world. a movie like that with a non-Viewisk Universe fan like Rachel, she was really into it. We were really liking it, laughing, blah, blah, blah. And it gets to, like, the donkey show scene. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, classic Kevin Smithery. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think she, like, was ready for that to be just like a very normal romantic comedy about a guy working at a fast food place. Yeah, a guy wearing a shirt that says Porch Monkey for Life the entire time. I mean, I don't think she knows that phrase, but also like he starts like humping the donkey and I'm yeah. just like looking at Rachel and I was like, hell yeah. This... <laughs> Welcome to Shambhala. What's up? Um, yeah, so movies I liked more uh, than uh, this movie. Yeah, Go Pet, ahead. Pet Cemetery. Both equally bad. Detective Pikachu. That's probably true. Sonic the Hedgehog. That is also probably true. Cats. 
What did I give Cats? A 3.1. Huh, there had to be a reason there. I love the music of Cats. That was probably why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and because of Jason Derulo. Uh, cuties. Oof. Hard pass. To <laughs> Can we just delete that off of our list? <laughs> wow. Okay, that doesn't look good. I actually don't feel good right now. I should have given Cuties a zero. Three. I give it. A three. It well, it was like a movie. <laughs> it was. <laughs> like it was shot better than this. Right. Clearly. Should we move on? Would you say that Cuties was shot better than this? Yeah. All right, let's move on. Jesus Christ. Fat Man. Yeah, I had more fun with that one, even though I hated it. Um, I mean, I hated this movie. The same as Jersey Girl. That is correct. <laughs> that is actually perfect. <laughs> okay. Space Jam 2. Yeah, same amount of references or more in this. Spanking the Monkey. Damn, that movie was really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> that was like cuties. That was above cuties slightly. What did I give uh, Spanking the Monkey? Four. That's that's right. Yeah, that's good. Okay. And then that's above cuties, right? 3.1. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hancock. I, I said that I liked Hancock more than this. Yeah. Christ. I wish I wish I could give Hancock a zero. What did I give Hancock? A four. Are you kidding me? Why? <laughs> I don't know. That's man. a terrible score. What did you give Hancock? 6.7. What? <laughs> Are you kidding? That is terrible. What do we like about that? It was amusing. It was amusing? <laughs> it was ironic because uh of how fucking bad it looked for him optically, but Yeah. Alright. Roll on. Alright, no, I think that's about it. Wow. No, I mean, I agreed with a lot of those. Okay. I mean, this this was terrible. This okay. was really bad. My my wife, again, enjoyed Clerks 2, like, was hard out on this movie. It was like, this is so bad. And I was like, this is just... But you need to watch Clerks just made 1 so to have poorly. a frame of reference for this. No. Yeah. I, I had enough. She didn't. But she left before there was ever a Clerks 1 reference. She left 29 minutes There's in. There's 11 Clerks 1 references in the first... Shot. That doesn't make it a good movie. No. There's thousands per Marvel movie, and those are all arguably children's movies. Maybe this is a kid's movie. Yeah. For people who are still kids at heart. <sighs> that makes me sound really grim. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 two feels right. <laughs> um, what else we got, Dan? That's all I got, man. Well, Are you prepared for the next shootout? I'm, I'm all over the place, man. I don't know what to say anymore. This gives me such agita. And I'm supposed to go first. It's this your time, idea. Right? Just It's not that big of a deal. It's not my idea so much as like something I think is making good content, but like it hurts me. Okay. Hurts me to not like discuss, to have consensus. I'll tell you what else hurts me. Okay. Is that, like, I'm not watching these movies before saying them to you. Right. Because I'm afraid that our next session will be so far away that ultimately I'll forget about it. So it's hard to be like, let's watch this, like, unknown fucking movie that I haven't seen in years and, like, 
eight weeks from now when we talk about it i'll still be fresh on it so it's tough yeah it's making me schwitz a lot and you said you have your next like four i also have my next four i just don't know what order i want to go in yeah same and it's also like if we do quote unquote my next four and your next four that's eight more episodes that brings us to a 16 episode you know season like that's in and around where we usually shut things down so that makes the choices even tougher i don't i really want you to go first give a shit i know you don't give a shit maybe you should go first then no you should go first man because i always go first and oh, fuck you yeah what yeah, you choose is going right. to impact which one i pick for me too sucks are we supposed to like drop that out for both of us there's no way to do that unless we like write it down just and... pick a movie Dan. it's not a big deal <sighs> my list here i have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve movies oh my god okay that's why this is such a problem okay and i feel like what have our last choices been let me look at the let me look at the sheet Jesus i'm doing this live we're doing it live first one was clockwork orange for me then it was be my cat all serious then it was The Fountain, which is also serious. Yeah, why don't you have a fucking sense of humor once in your life? Yours has been comedy, 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 comedy. <laughs> and most of the rest of my list is comedies, which is why I'm going different this week. Oh, God damn it. So you just you just showed me your cards a little bit. Yep. You said you're going different, so you're not going comedy. Correct. So maybe I should do something fun. I would love that. When you say I would love that, though, <laughs> I feel like you don't know what you're signing up for. Always the case. Uh, all right. I'm going to cut a lot of this dead air because I, I really am just like deep, deep in it right now. Deep in it. I'm going to go with Eli Roth's Knock Knock. Okay. Is that funny? We'll have to find out. What the fuck is knock knock? Is this pre or post fucking... Hostel? Yeah. Post. Okay. So I guess that makes it my turn, huh? Sure. So I felt like I wanted to throw you a little bit of a softball on this one. Um, oh, I, God. I, t <laughs> I tend to uh, pick some odd choices. Um, it's very rare that I pick, like, you know, a nice mainstream movie that got a lot of like popular accolades um you know a, a critical darling of okay. sorts it's, okay. it's rare that i go that route so i wanted to you know critical darling okay yeah so um i do know i believe you haven't seen this picture so i thought i would give you a little break as everyone join us next week as we review the hit film the star-studded Moneyball. oh no <laughs> is this the one about baseball statistics yep oh my god <laughs> oh my god i truly did not want to do this but i know that a lot of people like this movie in right? passing like a month ago you said you never saw Moneyball, and i was like oh you poor bastard i did so on purpose <laughs> i feel like it's exactly the kind of movie i don't want to see but that's what we're here for and the goal of last week was that i was supposed to find an episode that's near and dear to me that you're gonna fucking hate like the fountain <laughs> so this is near and dear to you this baseball movie this is with jonah hill and uh brad pitt yeah right? i love this movie i'm sure it's a good movie i mean it got such good 
reviews. I've read the book. Oh my god, what a boring episode though. <laughs> Pre-delete that episode. <laughs> do you want to do a second one and then I'll cut which ones uh, I I chose and you can make your second choice. So we just have them on deck. Yeah, yeah, so we just have them on record and then if one of us chickens out. No, I mean, if once I say it, it is put to ink. Okay, it's put to ink. Do you have a second one as well? I have so many. I just think okay. like, it's so... Well, join us. My problem is, like, I keep picking ones to not, like, attack you, and then you do, like, baseball statistics, Southland Tales, the whole nine yards. Yeah, like, well, get ready. I need to commit harder to, like, upsetting you, and it's really tough. Well, get ready for right after Moneyball. The Mummy, Dan, that's a softball because the Mummy is a peep. I only uh, said softball because it was a baseball reference. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like that's where we should end the episode. Okay, do you not want to know what you have to watch after that? Oh, you want to do after that? I thought that's what we were doing. <sighs> oh, my God, we're doing a double commit? Is that not what you just asked me to do? All right, yeah. All right. You lunatic. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear this. All right, after Moneyball, we're going to rein it back in and get a little bit lighter. Um, I would like for Dan to revisit what I feel to be... Oh, no, please don't. Please don't tell me it's going to be what I think it is. Freddy Got Fingered. Oh. Oh, my God, all right. <laughs> is that what you were thinking? No, I was thinking something else, and I'm not even going to say it, because this is going to be fucking weaponized against me. <laughs> you don't want to put it into the ether. I don't. I thought, like, my wife texted you or something. I got really scared. No, we are going to watch Freddy Got Fingered. Fucking great. I know people like that, too, so... I'm going to let it fucking happen, I guess. And then, okay, so I'm going to give you a second choice. Yeah. Vis-a-vis Frederick Got Fingered. Yeah. Well, Starring a, Rip Torn. That's a pretty uh, tough one to uh, have to compete with. <laughs> <laughs> Starring a rip twin. <laughs> and I'm going to go with the Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. The third Cloverfield movie. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> a movie that every single person I've ever met, except for my wife, has told me is terrible. And ha- have like yelled at me that it's such a bad opinion. And I've only seen it one time. And I've always wanted to go back and see, like, maybe it was an off night for your boy. <laughs> you know, like, maybe it's not the sci-fi masterpiece I thought it was, but I thought it was a really cool movie. Fuck everyone. Fuck you, most of all. Are you pumped? Do you think Rachel is Rachel going to watch those two pictures? A, no, I'm going to have to watch these, like, on my drives to work. What? Both no. of them. You got to make her watch. Fucking... She would not last one minute. Freddy got <laughs> so bad. I'm gonna insist that you watch that on your big screen. Of course, I will. The big screen of my phone in my car <laughs> when I drive to work. You don't think she's gonna be on board for Moneyball? <sighs> who, who would want to watch a movie about baseball <laughs> statistics? The Academy. Okay, that's, that's true, but I've been having trouble with some of their movies recently. I'm really struggling to watch Tar. Did you watch Tar? No. With Kate Blanchett? No. It's the director of Little Children, which is a great oh movie. Uh, it's his first movie since then. It's about a conflicted movie uh, uh, symphony composer. Uh, I mean, she does movies as well, apparently, but 
who like is in a Me Too situation with like women. It's so fucking exhausting. Sounds fun. Uh, it's about composing music though, or not composing, conducting. Have I been saying composing the whole time? No. I'm tired. Mr. Holland's opus. Mr. Holland's peppy. Cut that. <laughs> Keep that. <laughs> Um, anyway, that movie is Dude, re- really... the crowd's going wild right now. Right, They've been waiting, clamoring for us to do Freddy Got Fingered. I know. I'll I'll comply. When we, when you post, what should we do? Without fail, someone says Freddy Got Fingered every time. If you have made it this far into our episodes and into this episode, God bless and um, thank you to all of our people who have listened over past few years and who have been fans of it shout out to people who like become a fan of it and then disappear on us that's fucking cool fuck you hate that hate that yeah our retention rate i have some good friends that are really pissing me off cowards hope they made it this far you know you are yeah i'm coming for you yeah season eight i think we need a new it's time for a new theme song too we're coming for you it's I started toying around with our old theme song because I found the M4A file, which is the one that allows you to like physically manipulate it in GarageBand. But I had so many projects. Like the, What basically happened is while I was doing the quiz, I was listening to our old episodes sped up to get the information quicker. So like I was listening to it at like two speed, yeah. two and a half. And I had never heard our theme song at like two and a half speed. And it turns into like an unce banger, basically. That's hilarious. Like, I was trying to. I'm gonna um, make the theme song. Don't worry. You're gonna make the theme I'll make song, it. Yeah. like digitally. But yeah. You should be producing music for this podcast the whole time. I'm, Maybe that should be your next I project. Already, uh, dude, I have so many files of like 10 second clips of fucking music. You should be sending them to me for cues. I'll send it to you as a theme. Je cues, bitch. You ready for that action? Is there anything else you'd like to do today on the podcast, or are you feeling like we're all done? I'm good. I think I'm good. I feel really good about that game that I stumped you on, the Kevin Smith versus Kanye. I feel really good about just everything that I Dude, continue to do for the world. Jews are also people. That was... <laughs> when did he say that? I don't remember. What's the context on that one, Dan? <laughs> there was a lot more. All right. It was it was about anti-Semitism. There was like a nice sentiment after, but I just took the first part. What is it? <laughs> you know, that's all anybody wants to talk about these days. I know. Choose this, choose this. I know. Because I've been deemed of mental health. <laughs> Anything else, Dan? No. All right, we will see you for. Do you um, think we're gonna do episode two hundred someday? Ooh. <laughs> A lot of wax these uh, past two episodes. Sorry, yeah. they were all Dan ended until that one. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, episode two hundred. I would like to do it. It's kind of up to you because I feel like any day now you're gonna move into the woods and turn your phone off. So <laughs> you tell me. I'm planning, and just to like let people in, if they've made it this far, they're obviously a super fan. We love you. And I've been planning now that our next season, or at least season experiment, will be uh, sequels to films that we've already done. That's uh, a real jump the shark moment, Dan. With some surprises thrown in, potentially, that are sequels sort of semi-technically. I want to have more guests. It would be nice to have more guests. Let's get another microphone and we'll put somebody in the corner right there I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, i think i'm gonna go be a guest on a podcast soon you um, yeah i'm gonna hype us which one it's called big boy mountain <laughs> it's some philly comics they're gonna have you on to be hilarious yeah did they hear our amazing podcast and that's where they found out how funny you are 
Uh, they know me as an internet presence. Expand. I'm hilarious and delightful. I'm gonna have to hear more about this later. Okay. From one Dan to another. See you later. Uh, I would like to see the baby. <laughs> <laughs>